Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. I'm ready when you're ready. I'm ready. We're all ready. Everybody's ready. Everyone is ready. Hi, folks. I'm Timothy Harvey. And I'm Dustin. And this is Zompocalypse Now, and we are back with our uh, look at the second episode of the new season of Fear the Walking Dead. Or or maybe more accurately, the brand new show, Helping People in the Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, this would be the second the season of the brand new show. Yeah, um, Friendly Walking Dead. Or at least the attempt at being a friendly walking dead. Yeah. Um, the name of the episode is called The Hurt That Will Happen. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I really liked this episode. Oh, me too. I liked it a lot. Uh, I think that there there was one scene in particular that I was kind of like, uh, okay. But overall, I thought it was an extremely strong episode. And um, I, I, I don't necessarily want to jump ahead in this, but I'm going to anyway. What happened to this show? Suddenly, this is like, I mean, we saw this, we saw parts of this last season. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have an episode like this, where this is, if if the entire show was like this episode, I would be actually really happy. Oh, me too. I really liked this episode. I'm very, I'm, I'm very interested in, in, in going forward, seeing where we go. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 considering considering how easy it has been, and of course, if you listen to this show, you know that there have been plenty of times with The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead that, that you and I have liked episodes and really really hated episodes, and and there have been times when it's just been like you know how does this get out of the writers' room? Yes, and but then, I don't honestly I don't know if I'm going to be able to complain about that for a while after watching Black Summer, like. <laughs> Seriously, Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead might be getting like a real pass from me for a while. Because it's oh, like... Have faith, you- Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> have faith. They've, le- they've broken our hearts before, Dustin. They're going to do it again. Funny. It's a pattern. It's the relationship we have with these shows. Fairly abusive. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Where we left off last week was Al had been hit by somebody and disappeared. Yes. Strand Strand saw Daniel Salazar on one of Al's videotapes mm-hmm. and decided sh- to go and see if he could get help from Daniel's plane. And apparently Daniel has a plane. Because of course Daniel has a plane. He wants to fly out to save the others. Mm-hmm. He's very excited about it. He is also keenly aware that the last time he saw Daniel, it is safe to say that they they did not exactly part on the best of terms. Right. That was the last time we thought Daniel was dead. Right. He got right, shot. Yeah. <laughs> but as we've uh, we've learned again and again and again, um, unless like I think you have to decapitate him and then bury his body at the crossroads face down with a stake through his chest to make sure that Daniel doesn't come back. And even then, 
Well, that's why you bury them face down so that when, when they wake up, they, they start digging out and they just dig farther and farther into the ground. Even then, I'd be thinking that, you know, six months later, Daniel comes in and he's like wiping dirt out of his hair going, that was not very nice. I did not like that trip to China. It was very unkind of you and I wish to have words. <laughs> right. Uh... Yeah. Um, well, okay. So we basically have we basically have uh, two arcs here in this episode. Right. Uh, we have, of course, well, three, three uh, different, uh, uh, three different things are happening because Strand went to go find Daniel. Uh, June and John Dory have left Lucia at the gas station. Uh, because they're looking for those kids. And Alicia and Morgan have stumbled, are, are like looking around trying to find, uh, they're trying to find the kids too, aren't they? What's happening with them? I forgot. I think they're just trying to figure out where anybody is, where Al is uh, primarily, because, you know, they, oh, right. were, yeah, they were looking for her. Right, I forgot about Al for a second. How can you forget about Al? I don't know. <laughs> so, so everybody's kind of off in, in cross-purpose directions. Right, cause, and, and there's a funny little bit running through with <laughs> Luciana. She's sort of having an interesting reaction to the drugs. Yes, because she was impaled by a, a rebar last week. Right, and so she's wondering if she can le- when, when she can learn to play the accordion. <laughs> she's getting that joke wrong and yeah. like she keeps trying it's almost like she keeps trying to tell it then she's like it's the drugs talking yeah you know it's really funny because she's like well will i be able to play the accordion and june's like could you play it before and she's like well was- no but could i learn and she's like and june's like that's wrong <laughs> that's the wrong you've made the wrong joke <laughs> And then they keep coming back to it. And yet, oddly enough, it was not like a... The way it's played and her own self-awareness that she's... Every time she talks to someone, she references the accordion and then catches herself and is like, no, wait, that's not what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Ignore the accordion. Yeah, hers is really an interesting thing because uh, she and Strand end up talking on the radio. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, because Strand's trying to convince Daniel to give him the plane or take him with the plane or something. And he's like, no, there's really people. There's really people. And so finally he gets Lucia to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And so Daniel knows there are people. And then there's some sort of wind knocks down the tower or something. And, and Daniel and Strand lose her. Mm-hmm. So she goes out to check it out. And there are all these walkers out there. And I don't know, like, I watched this particular scene two or three times, and I was couldn't tell if it was Lucia being, uh, like, in her drug haze, or if it was really happening. Did you hear people yelling during that scene? Huh. You know, I don't think it registered that way for me. But what, what, what were you hearing? I, mean, I was hearing people saying stuff like, get out of the way, you know, huh. get... You know, I don't, and I'm not sure if, like, 
I really heard that, or if not, but she eventually she makes it way her way back into the the place, and when they go to check when when uh, June and John Dory get back, uh, all the walkers are dead, and their heads are all hung up on the the uh, uh, billboard mm-hmm. right outside the place, and so they're like somebody somebody is messing with us, something's going on. Yeah, somebody doesn't. They're being warned off by someone, and you can't tell if it's so much if they're being warned off because they're getting too close to something, or if they're in danger, if it's, it's like a go away, you know, uh, because it's yeah. a pretty effective thing. It's a, you know, it's a bunch of walker heads hanging there chattering. Right. Uh, which is a pretty, I don't know, I'd find that a little, little uh, unsettling. I'd want to stay Absolutely. away. Um. But yeah, so back at the back at Daniel's, Strand has when he first approaches him, you know, there's that little bit of uh, tension where he's pretty sure that Daniel might just shoot him. Mm-hmm. And when when Strand convinces him to come inside, uh, to let him inside and actually have this conversation, even though S- Daniel does not trust Strand at all. No, and why would you? Yeah, exactly. And he, he's met Strand before. And of course, Strand saying that he's changed and that he has, you know, he's, he's trying to be better is exactly what Daniel would expect Strand to say. Right. And even though we know there's a lot of truth in that, it is very hard to, like, really believe it because he's so oh, strange. He's so strand. Yeah, I mean, at, at his core... At his core, we have seen plenty of opportunities where Strand has revealed a very human, very decent side, but it's usually buried to the point of, you know, six feet down, face uh-huh. down, you know, <laughs> he might as well be, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's no reason to trust someone like Strand. He's too much the built-in con man, even though... Right. You know, he does have the capacity to love and change and, and be a decent person. Mm-hmm. Daniel not trusting him makes perfect sense. Right. And I really loved when when he's like, Strand's like, I'm with people, and they're people you know. And and Daniel's like, Madison. Because Daniel has just as much reason to not trust Madison. Right. As he's got to not trust Strand. She's just as bad. And then, or, you know, just as self-serving, just as... Uh, and is interested in saving her own as, as Strand is. Mm-hmm. That's why they got along so well. And, and, and Strand says she's gone. And the look on Daniel's face of just kind of like, like, Oh, I was, I would not have expected that. Like the look on his yeah. face says things that you, you know, and I do love, although I do love that they said she's gone. Right. Not, she did. Because nobody, nobody, we haven't nobody. seen the body. <laughs> yeah, and and even though, unfortunately for Strand, even though Daniel uh, believes what he's saying, he's heard that he's heard uh, Luciana on the radio. He understands that that uh, you know these were people in danger, and Strand is trying to help them. His response is no. Yeah, they're better. They are better off. Without your help, Strand. You know, the uh, your helping them will probably be a bad thing, so I'm not, no. You know, run along. 
Yeah. Well, and the funny, the weird thing about it is like, I'm not sure that it's, it's very weird to think like, did he mean, I'm not going to help. I'm not going to help any of these people or I am not helping you. Yeah. And I actually got that impression as well as it's hard to tell what Daniel's going to do because I could see him going to help try and help them, but not having strand involved. Yeah. Because at, at his heart for all that Daniel, I mean, we, a, re, a reminder here for the folks who are tuning in late, Daniel is not a good person. No, they're all terrible people. All of our original cast members, with the exception of Alicia, were terrible people when yeah. came right down to it. I mean, there's, there's something to be said for the worst. Some of the, some of the best survivors are not going to be good human beings. Oh, yeah. And Daniel is, Daniel was a torturer and a murderer and just a, you know, he was a, I can't remember which, which country that he served in their secret police. It was the Sandinistas, wasn't it? Uh, I can't recall it, maybe. Um, but, you know, that was his life. And he doesn't have a whole lot of regret for what he did. Because in his mind, it allowed him to, his family, he and his family to survive. Right. I mean, he, like he they would have been just as dead as anybody else if, if you know. Right. And, and so there's a certain amount. I mean, he regrets that he hurt the people he cared about by his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't particularly, it doesn't bother. The, the acts themselves were not things that weigh on his conscience overly much. No. Uh, so, you know, but at the same time, he's not a, he does have sympathy for people around him in a general sense. So, I mean, the fact that he might actually go out and try and save them with his plane is not inconceivable to me. It'd yeah. just be like, he shows up with them and Strand's like, I thought you were going to help. He goes, no, I wasn't going to help you. <laughs> right. Them I can help. You? <laughs> well, I mean, you're not, you're, you're just not going to bring in Ruben Blades for one episode. No. No, no there, he's 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 going to be, you know, back in there. He's going to end up just like Morgan, trapped with these people again. <laughs> yeah, Morgan's willingly trapped with these people now, but but all last episode or last season, it was like, no, no, I I don't want to be with you. I want to leave. I want to leave. I want to leave. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, and I and so this basically this sequence actually ends with. Uh, Strand, you know, Daniel has made no- loud noises to draw the walkers to them. Mm-hmm. So Strand basically has to, you know, uh, do a little bit of fighting on his way out. And he's he's angry fighting. I mean, he's just like, God damn it, fight, 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 yeah. jerk. Um, <clears throat> but, and, I mean, I feel like luckily he's got not a far, I mean, he must not have very far to go because you got to remember that you know, Charlie and, and, uh, whatchamacallit and Doodlebutt are all out there. Like they didn't go either. Right. The folks who, the folks who were, uh, uh, along with Strand kicked out of the, the factory. Or right. Warehouse. right. Yeah. yeah. He left them a note basically saying, uh, if I don't come back, I'm dead. Um, yeah. but he's obviously going to make it back. So that's two of the four stories. Right. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the primary story here, which, of course, is going to be the one involving Grace. Right. 
And I do let me let me get let me get the scene I did not care for out of the way. And that's the one where Morgan has his this is this scene actually comes no no no. You know what? Let's wait on this scene. Let's because it's it's narratively it's further oh, along. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. So okay. you know, right. we'll have to get <laughs> so with so Morgan and Alicia um are looking for Al. Mm-hmm. And they come across a bird in a cage. Right, and there's walkers underneath it. Right, and it's kind and of it's all bubbly. Yeah, and it's one of the we've we've seen these sort of bubbly looking walkers before. Mm-hmm. And um, so Morgan kind of goes up there and discovers that this is a trap. Right. There's a woman in a in a in a hazmat suit or clean suit. Uh, trying to catch these walkers. Right. Certain walkers. And they are the bubbly ones because she used to work at a nuclear power plant. And when shit went down, she and her coworkers brought all their families to the plant for protection. And then like, I like it was her call. She decided to stay. Like to keep them all there, so they would have to like they, for them all to stay there. Right. Her her thought was that they would be. She felt that they had to keep the plant running to keep it from having any kind of issues, which result in a radiation leak. Right. Um, and also that it would be safe enough for the her staff and their families to be there, <clears throat> not thinking about the fact that this was not a place designed to be lived in for long periods of time. Yeah, sure. It was basically a bunker. I mean, these places are fairly well, you know, you can you can hold off, uh, you know, a fair amount of walkers in a place like this. But yeah. It's not a place to live in. It's not a place to, you know, there's, you're not going to have supply. They didn't have supplies for the right amount of time. They didn't, you know, all the, all, they didn't think she didn't think beyond a certain point and she convinced them all to stay. Right. And of course, things go wrong as they always do, and basically everyone died. Right, everyone but her. All the people that she convinced to stay died, and so now she's made it her mission to clean up to kill these irradiated walkers so that they don't spread radiation poisoning all over the place. Right, and they don't die as easily as the regular brand of walker and they are also um if you get their matter on you blood skin whatever anything yeah you're being exposed to their you know it's it's one more way to make you sick so if you're hacking at one with a machete you are pretty likely to get splattered by one so mm-hmm. so killing them uh the normal way um, is not really recommended. You want to try and kill them from a distance if you can. Right. Um, which is not usually how our people do things. Mm-hmm. And and so she's kind of made it her mission to take care of this because she feels like she's the only one who really knows the best way to make it happen. Well, and she also, um, she's certainly got a certain amount of guilt, but she also... Yeah knows that she's working under a timeline because she's been exposed to radiation as well. Mm -hmm. And she knows that she's 
she's only going to last so long. She thinks probably six months, um, but she just doesn't know. Yeah. And I really, really liked this character. Mm-hmm. I thought this whole sequence. Lot, yeah. I, I liked, I was thinking the whole, kind of the whole time, like, oh, like, you know, because there's the symbolism of, of she tells Morgan he's got to take off his wedding ring. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, he's got to take off his ring because it's metal and he fought one of the irradiated walkers and, you know, and metal, he has to give up his stick and, you know, all this stuff. So I was like, oh, there's the symbolism. Like, he's met a woman that made him take off his ring. Mm. Like, there's his, we're, we're about to have a love interest for Morgan. And then when she was like, I have radiation poisoning. Yeah. Like, oh, Great. Yeah, because and by when it, when there's a sequence uh, where they are, um, they can't tell. They have so so. She basically has on these walkers are a radiation tag. Yeah. And so one of the ways that she's able to tell who her people are, who the people who she knows were exposed to the lethal levels of radiation, <clears throat> and who of course are very very dangerous at this point. They're actually wearing um, a tag that you can see. Mm -hmm. And so when this group of walkers is closing in um, and they are not at all prepared, um, Alicia is basically holding them, you know, watching them getting close while, while, what what were Morgan and Grace doing? What were their, they had to go do something else. They had to, she was like, wait, you know, wait for us to get back. They were trying to prepare prepare because you know they wanted to to properly dispose of the contaminated walker so they're trying to get things ready to properly dispose of them because like they laid out a tarp right and and stuff and you know and alicia just wasn't waiting i mean they told her wait 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 and she's like "Uh uh-huh 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 screw this and and, uh, what's not helped by the fact that the walkers actually fall over and get mud on their front which yeah. covers the tags. And so um, Alicia wades right in uh, because this is Alicia. Mm-hmm. And this is Alicia where she is right now. Right. And so they kill all the walkers. They, you know, they, uh, Grace gets back with the, with the Geiger counter and, and they're able to determine, you know, which walkers are the ones that you have to be careful for. And there's this scene here, and this is the scene that bothered me in this episode. And it's not that it's a bad scene. It's the scene where Morgan sits down with Alicia. I, you know, when, as we were getting close, I was thinking that's probably the scene he's talking about. Yeah. And it's not that it's a bad scene. Um, It's just a scene that feels like, it doesn't feel earned in a way. And I think part of that is there's a gap here in our story. It's the time jump. It's not a big time yeah. jump, but it's a time jump between the end of last season and the beginning of this season, which is just a few months, really. Right. But this is the kind of scene where I want, I want this state of mind that Alicia's in to be more than her telling me that's the state of mind that she's in. You know, you have the, yeah, I, it feels, I mean, it's, well, I think I got a little bit of it last week that she was very frustrated and she was, you know, she was not happy with the way things were going. And I got some of that last week. 
Yeah, it, um, just, it, it just feels like it wasn't. It, it's not. It wasn't enough for me personally for this scene to not feel. I don't know. A little. A little writerly. Mm-hmm. It's like you know. Well, and, I mean, I'm really what I'm. What if I were to give you, you know, to have a, an opinion about this scene, it would be like I'm. Really? I'm really tired, like of Morgan's. I'm the only one that's you know dealt with anger, or I'm the only one that's dealt with this. Like, you know, feeling of, you know, hopelessness in the zombie apocalypse thing that he keeps doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it, it felt, I think part of that's part of it too, because it feels like this is a longer conversation they've been having. Mm-hmm. That these two have been having this conversation. That these are things they have said to each other before. Um, which might make that feeling that, you know... I don't know. It just, it just, it didn't, like I said, it didn't feel earned. It didn't, it felt like we're, we're missing the first part of this conversation. And it felt just sort of very much like Morgan saying, I am the wise one. Come learn from me. Yeah. And Alicia going, I am but a babe in the woods. Teach me. And it's just like, hang on. (laughs) Right. It felt weird. It felt weird. It's not, it's not a bad scene. They both, the both actors were perfectly good in it. And I, like I said, I feel like I, I, you're right. I got, I got a real, a, 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 a definite sense of that feeling from Alicia last week. But I feel like this conversation would have been better served, maybe an episode in another episode. Yeah, yeah. Like one more episode, and then they have this conversation because then we've seen, we've been able to see her be frustrated at not being able to save the kids and not being able to save Grace and not, you know, give her a little right. bit more, not like not being able to save people. Right. Yeah. And I think that, uh, yeah. So maybe you're right. I, I, a little bit later might have worked a lot better. But still, you know, it's. For overall, this episode, it's very, it's a minor complaint. Yeah. Um, and then um, um, they, John and June, are looking for the kids. Right. And they come across a, what they initially think might be where the kids came from. And it's possible right. this is where the kids came from. We don't know. Because it's the same, it's a, a a camp that is the same place that the van was from. Right. Unfortunately, while there are residents of this camp, they're a little dead mm-hmm. and a lot moving around and probably dead from radiation poisoning. Because they killed, they killed and burned uh, irradiated walkers. Right, and all that really does, just burning the irradiated walkers just releases the radiated dust, you know, the, the, the ash, mm-hmm. into the air. This doesn't go away with fire. Right. So, um, and then you breathe it, yeah. and now you have, you've been exposed to radiation, and you didn't even know it. Yeah. So these people are all dead, and um, would like to share their irradiatedness with those around them, because, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, yeah, I mean, and so they're still looking for the kids. They're still looking for Al. Um, Daniel may have a plane mission in his future, and <clears throat> maybe uh, not. Maybe not. Then we're gonna find we're gonna find out what what Charlie. I'm sure we're gonna find out what Charlie and Sarah and uh, you know Strand end up doing. 
Yeah, it, it was interesting how they, you know, the they basically leave Grace by saying, "Well, why don't you come with us?" And she's like, "No, I'm a, I'm dying, and b, there's like sixty of my former friends and their family out here that I have to take care of." Right. Um, and and uh, you know, maybe when I'm done. Mm-hmm. And and they no, leave it with like, "Well, now we've all got radios to talk to each other." Right. Uh, which is great because I'd love to see Grace again. She's an interesting character, and I like the fact that um, in this in this apocalyptic world, again, we come across a character who is not acting out of malice or out of you know a desire to rule or you know because two seasons ago it would have been Grace, Queen of the Radioactive Zombies. Yes, you know? I have radiated these monkey walkers to. Uh- to kill all the the children at the summer camp. Yeah, and thankfully we're past that point of the show because then it would have burned down and Daniel would have sat there and went, ha-ha, you have failed. Everybody would have died again. Like, they're not lexing up anymore. They aren't <laughs> showing up and it all up. So that's good. Uh, it's a plus. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, um, it basically ends with um, them all getting back to Luciana, them being... Um, uh, Morgan, Alicia, John and Jen. And seeing that's when they see the heads on the thing. Right. And it's very excellent. It's a very, it's a very distinct, distinctly uh, clear message, you know, go away. But they didn't harm Luciana. They didn't, you know, they didn't do anything to her. Yeah. Which makes a really interesting kind of question is who are these people and what are they trying? What is the actual message? Is it a warning? You're not safe. Stay away. Is it a threat? It's inter- it, it's, right. it's an interesting thing to see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, really, like I said, this is I really enjoyed this episode. I also enjoyed it. I'm uh, you know, it, I'm scared. I'm scared. Too. <laughs> I know. I'm so worried. They do. We've had these before where it's been like this is a really good. Oh, never mind. They broke it. Right. <laughs> the writers broke it again. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm, 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 there's, you know, the, the argument, there's that argument over on the regular The Walking Dead that pulling Rick out of the show gave them an opportunity to tell stories with the wider cast and to let these other uh-huh. characters come more to the forefront. And to a degree, you could say that about this show because of the, strength of Madison as a character. But at the same time, this has always been more of an ensemble show. Definitely. Than than the regular The Walking Dead. Even though The Walking Dead certainly is an ensemble show, it was very much Rick and the cast of The Walking Dead. Yes, it was the Grimes family. Right. uh, You know, plus, plus, plus friends. Right. And I think this, this show has been, has done a much better job and I'm, I'm not. I'm not criticizing The Walking Dead for that. That's kind of what the structure was. Um, but it was. That was the point. Like you can't. Yeah. You couldn't. If you tried, it would be like, well, you didn't. You missed the point of the show. Right. And and there's a there's a bit of a, a online uh, questioning happening now with the comic because, of course, like we talked about last week, and spoiler alert for yeah. the comic, Rick dies in the comic, mm-hmm. and. Uh, of course, Carl is still alive in the comic. Right. 
And so there was always a certain sense in a lot of people's minds that the comics arc was going to be the story of Rick until it became the story of Carl. Because right. that's, you know, Carl is the future. And then, of course, which is why it was so shocking when Carl dies on the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, people just weren't expecting it this early in the comic. Yeah. They were expecting it to happen later. It's been like 15 years. Oh, yeah, I know. But, I mean, even so, there were I mean, there are a lot of people who thought this was going to happen, like, in the last few issues. And, and so this, is, this was a bit of a shock. But there's also quite a few people online who are saying, great, fantastic. You know, you, you've right. kept the fact that anybody can die being a real thing. Um, and for all the fact that I, you know, we'd love to have Madison back, um, this show, both shows, both shows especially recently, have allowed the anybody can die, you know, the threats, you're, you're not, you don't have character immunity. Right. Um, so that's good. That's good. So, so yeah. And that was like our big problem with this show. If you go back to, you know, seasons two, one, two, and three, mm-hmm. one and two, it was like, there are no stakes. You know that this character, this character, this character are going to survive. Like, and so now that they've basically killed off all those characters with the exception of Alicia, who was yeah. like, now it's like every time anything happens, I'm like, they're going to fucking kill Alicia now. every single time something happens now i'm like they're gonna kill alicia well you know i mean we we didn't weep when travis's son bit it um because he deserved it but you know we were yeah we were were legitimately surprised when they killed off travis because at that point we'd had like two good travis episodes Mm -hmm. where he was like we were like huh they're actually doing you're doing something interesting with the character. That's good. Cool. Oh wait, he's dead. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's um. I don't know. I'm 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 very pleased. I'm cons- I, I I share your fear, but um. So far, two episodes in. Okay, it's only two episodes. Plenty well, I, more. I will say this too. I will say this. Considering how last season went, how season four went, uh, in two episodes, Alicia's already had more to do than she did in a quarter of the episodes last last year. Uh, Lucia has had more to do. Like, Lucia had a whole, has a whole, like, thread. Mm-hmm. She got hurt. She did a thing. She wants to learn the accordion. Like, Lucia's had a thing now. It's <laughs> a Latina girl who stands in the background and smiles. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> it's a... Um... I think for, for the first time in a while, um, and I think, well, last season was uneven, uh, certainly for the first time in a while, I think the show is trying to be something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for all the fact that they, you know, they kind of yanked the rug out from a lot of what we were expecting from things last season. And, and we've not been at all quiet about thinking that it's, it was stupid to kill off Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they did bring in these new characters and shake up, shake up the status quo and, and try and do something different. Um, in fact, part of me is still as much as I, as much as I like Matt Frewer, a part of me is kind of like, did we need to have 
a Matt Frewer villain this season? Did it need? Did we need another human villain? Mm. Because the big, the biggest threat, and I think the most dramatic scenes in this episode involved just dealing with a new Walker threat. Yeah, a new, a new way of you know, not even. Now we got to, you know, do this a whole different way. They're irradiated now. Really? Yeah, I mean, this is this has never been a concern. Um, I'm, you know, so part of me is like, okay, yeah, Matt Frewer is cool to watch. And I'm sure he's going to be, he's going to be very effective villain this season. But could we not, could we kind of put that off for a while and just deal with who are the people with the heads and, and irradiated walkers and, and, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact we're not, we're not leaning on the, oh, look, it's another crazy person. Mm-hmm. Come to do crazy things because, oh, crazy people. Right. So, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. I just, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this, this different take on it. So, so yeah. Oh, me too. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know much about the next episode. Um, it is called Humbug's Gulch. That's all I know about it at this particular moment. But um, I'm not sure what to make of Humbug's Gulch. <laughs> well, we can, we'll talk about it next week. We will, we will. Um, and I will, I will talk about how infuriating it was to live less than a quarter of a mile from the set of Humbug's Gulch and see the lights in the sky of the, of the trucks. <laughs> so there's a preview of, of how you, how I will be on when we talk about Humbug's Gulch. Oh yes. Yes. Well, it's, it's all, it's both convenient and awfully inconvenient that they're shooting right there. <laughs> they're right there, Timothy. They are right there. They won't won't let me be part of it, Timothy. Because they're bad, bad people deep down inside. Bad, bad people that they don't know I exist. That's that's also the problem. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, sir, as always. Thank you. And thank you, folks, for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes. And as long as iTunes is still around, uh, their new podcast service, whatever it's going to be rolling out. Uh, if you currently have an iPad or an iPhone, you're already probably listening to us on that podcast-specific audio service. Uh, as they transition from iTunes to the new one, just stick with iTunes if you can. We'll, we'll, you'll find us there with the new one. Uh, but you'll also find us on podcast.com, which is where the show currently, where we upload the show. And you can find us on Facebook and uh, Twitter. We actually tweeted. I actually tweeted. Uh, oh. And you retweeted, I saw, I did, from last, yes. last week's episode, as I put it on my personal account as well. So we actually, we actually social media We're like real boys or something. And so anyway, you can find us there. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to have you follow us if you, if you would. Um, give us a comment. Leave us a, a, you know, a rating on one of the services. That would be great as well. And again, we just appreciate you guys listening to us and, and enjoying, you know, uh, as we as we babble about these things that we enjoy, so um, <laughs> alrighty, sir. Thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse now. Yay!
Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>